Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Pete. And joining him is Diane. Hello, Diane. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. It's uh, been a nice kind of relaxing weekend. Mm. Taking care of a few things. Enjoyed some free time. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been staying up really, really late a lot, <laughs> but having fun. Lots and lots of fun. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'm having a good time. Well, that's good. Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. What are we going to talk about this week, honey? I thought we would talk about a few different things. Kind of an update on where we're at with uh, Christmas and our whole like gift and trying to be minimalist about it. Um, and also talk about some cool stuff that you were watching this weekend. Cool, cool. Yeah. Do you want to do a recap of the week as well? I feel like the recap will like lead very nicely into the topics. Perfect. If that makes sense. So, so, so recap? Yeah. And maybe you would like to recap what you were watching yesterday specifically. Uh, yesterday. Oh. No, not yesterday. When were those? Yesterday was another game conference thing. Sure. <laughs> sure. You can tell that we prepare for these shows. We, we spend a lot of time preparing. Um, I want to talk about the band for a second. Oh, cool. Um, because I believe the last podcast we, we talked about how I was going to do a solo stream. And I did do that. I did that. My bro was away. He was in another country. So I tried to keep up the audience. And, uh, yeah, I did a uh, one-time solo stream, live stream. Um, some people came in. It was pretty funny. One of the things I did is I put a stuffed raccoon in the place where my brother would normally be mm-hmm. and put a hat on his, his head. So I, I think that actually got some viewers to show up because they see a little, like, thumbnail, right? And it's like, what's with this stuffed <laughs> raccoon, right? <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was a little challenging. Um, I wouldn't say I was nervous, but it's just like, you become very aware of, uh, I guess the silence. Yeah. Like whenever I'm not doing something, it's like, usually there's another guy at least who can hit hit the keyboards a bit or is talking to the audience while I'm setting up a drum loop or something. So, uh, yeah, when it was just me, it seemed, uh, I guess challenging. Um, it got very easy once I put into my head, oh, wait, I used to do this all the time on my own. That's true. And the genesis of Field Processor actually came out of that. It's the idea that I used to, you know, I just exited a long career with a rock band and I wanted to do it all myself. So I got into looping drums. I got into playing bass and uh, acoustic guitar and singing and performing uh, live on my own. So, you know, I did North by North uh, East once, so. It's not like, <laughs> it's not something I can do. So, uh, you just had to channel that energy again. Yeah, it kind of came back to me, which was good. So, it was very enjoyable. It went really well. It was funny. Some regulars showed up and actually asked if we had broken up mm-hmm. because they didn't see the other guy. And I don't, know, I don't think anything in the way we described the podcast, I mean, we call it a solo stream. It's not like, we said, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm continuing as field processor just by myself. Yeah. So I don't know. It was, I don't know. You can't really tell, I guess. Chat is like text messaging. You can't really tell tone. So there's, there were times I thought they were kind of messing with me too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. It was cool though. My bro actually showed up and was uh, in the stream 
also talking with other people. So it was like he was there, but just not uh, playing music. Um, and on Friday, the first late night of this weekend, uh, he was back and we did it again. And it was really, really fun to get right back into it. And uh, he certainly had a lot of energy, which I'm not used to seeing with him. Yeah, so sometimes I, you need like a week away and then you feel like refreshed and energized and yeah. ready to go. I guess the vacation was good for him. And mm -hmm. yeah, he was happy and excited to be streaming again. So we're back at it. Check us out Friday nights. Twitch.tv slash field processor. Boom, plug. It's actually really easy if you download the app and field yeah. processor is one of your favorites. You literally just click on them and if they're online, it the feed just pops up. Mm -hmm. it's a really cool way to get involved and doesn't involve a lot of like logging in and like finding the people and all this stuff. Yeah. And you don't need to have a username, right? To just watch. Um, I don't think so. I honestly, like I set up, I think I might've set up an account just so that I could post content, like post yeah, in the to chat, chat room. To chat, yeah. I think to watch, you can probably just go to the website and yeah. And just watch. Yeah. Cause my friend said that he, he watched and he didn't chat or anything. So Cool. Um, yeah, I assume he didn't set up an account. I just wanted to check. Um, yeah, so I guess the other thing that happened this week is much like Oscars or whatever, it is award season for video games, the game of the years. Um, and one of the cool things that has really grown over the last few years is there's this guy named Jeff Keighley who comes from television, um, has really made it his passion project to design his own version of the Oscars for video games. And they're called the Game Awards. So I was watching those on Thursday night. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a really good show, actually. I, I've been enjoying it every year. Uh, when I talk to my friends about it, they're pretty lukewarm about it. But I think it's I think it's really good for the industry that, that this is being done. And this guy shows a lot of passion for it, too. And the fun thing is you actually watched it with me, too. So you, I got a we got an outside perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is what I wanted to kind of mention, because um, I know there are certain dates in June where you kind of book off an evening and say, hey, I'm going to be busy because I'm watching all of the conferences. Yeah, that's the entertainment Electronics Expo, E3. E3. Um, so E3 happens, and oftentimes I'll be sitting here watching that with you, and you get very animated, and you're like, yeah, look what they did, and you're like really into it, and I just, I don't get it, I guess, yeah. obviously. Um, so, which is totally fine, because yeah. we have different Vice interests. Vice versa, too. Yeah. Um, totally fine. But the Game Awards is different, because I've been exposed to award shows before, and that's a lot of what this is, is there's like, here's a bunch of games that came out this year, nominated for a few things. They'll show snippets of those games and give the award to people. Um, in between all that, there's kind of fun teasers or trailers about new things coming out yeah. so i feel like e3 kind of goes into like more depth more in depth with things um like people come out and start playing the games and yeah. showing you all about it and this was a little bit more kind of things that i could follow um it's very similarly structured to the oscars where yeah. it's like there's a category they say the nominations and then the team comes up and thanks people so yeah 
Yeah, I can see how that makes sense to an outsider. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Um, but also I was just very impressed because you made it sound as if, you know, it's kind of like a new thing. Like what, four years old? I think so. I think it's only been a few years. Yeah. So um, it's really interesting to see just how great these things can grow mm-hmm. uh, when they have a good audience because, um, you know, there were sponsorships. There were people showing trailers of new games that hadn't oh, yeah, been shown yeah, yeah. anywhere yet. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like really well put together. Put together like yes. kudos to whoever put it together. Did yeah. a really nice job. And, you know, they've got people backstage to do some interviews. They've got the main host. I don't know. I was just really impressed with uh, how well it was put together. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with the host. This is the difference too, right? Like you can have the Oscars hosted by whatever popular actor or comedian of the time is like with the game awards, the host is always Jeff Keighley, but Jeff Keighley is also the producer writer and the guy who created it. And to be clear, the game awards has only been three or four years old, but before it, I think it used to be just called the Video Game Awards, and it was on Spike TV. I think he did that for a little bit. Oh, okay. But I don't know if Spike is still around. And now he's turned it into an internet show, which actually brings a whole other element to it, because technically it's not censored, um, which we'll talk about later, actually, because you missed some fun stuff. Oh, cool. Which I'll I'll talk about later. Nice. Um, Um, Continues what you want to say. Well, no, just on the online thing. I mean, I guess award shows are now broadcast. Um, but he said people were watching all over the globe, which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, he kept mentioning China quite a few times. That that's okay. a big opening market. Um, and that is actually a huge opening market because until very recently, China was not accepting the newest uh, consoles into their country. Right. So, like, that whole business... That just like doubled Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo's like revenue probably immediately. Oh, yeah, easily. Just because of population, right? Mm -hmm. Even if only 10% of their population get into it, Mm -hmm. that is like, that could double everything. That's just crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One point on that too is uh, when he was mentioning all of the different uh, countries that they're streaming in and all the different languages, it, uh, I had a thought that really kind of surprised me. I've been watching a lot of videos on YouTube about how stuff has changed um, when it changes through regions. Okay. Uh, sometimes censorship. Sometimes it's just uh, people have different senses of humor, right? Or, you know, it could be things like uh, hand gestures can be offensive in some countries and not in others, right? Mm-hmm. So all these things have to be changed in the game when they go to other countries. Yes. And one of the biggest ones is any video game that ever has nazi characters in it are always changed to robots or some other thing uh and you can't have the nazi flag if it's going to germany they they don't have that um and quite clearly in the opening uh i guess slideshow whatever of the games from 2017 was a game called wolfenstein you probably know nothing about this but wolfenstein Mm -hmm. is a really old game series from like computer days like early pcs mm-hmm. one of the first first person shooters ever made in like the early 90s and the concept is you just run around and you kill zombies that's what it is okay sorry not zombies nazis <laughs> did i say zombies yep okay nazis. <laughs> and i was like hmm i wonder how the nazis get <laughs> yeah. mixed into this <laughs> what a slip up that's what all new first person shooters are now they all kill zombies but 
Uh, yeah, back in the day, it was Kill Nazis, and that's always been their platform. And it's been funny this year, too, because there was some new neo-Nazi movement this year, and they took offense to the commercial, and it was like, I don't know. It was it was a weird thing on the internet for one day, where the game seemed like they were being political and saying, no, we'll, we will always kill Nazis or something. And then, yeah, it just made up this huge debate on the internet. They went crazy for a day or something. Um but yeah, that's the concept of the game. And it's like, wait, they just showed a bunch of Nazi flags. If they're broadcasting this, uh, the Game Awards in Germany, did they censor that? Or did that slip through? That, that, just, that was a very long explanation for what we thought <laughs> I had at the beginning of the show. I wanted to share it, though. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a valid point. I don't really know how you would address that. So I'm really curious about the other kind of interesting things you mentioned in terms of oh, censorship? censorship yeah okay so uh it was a really long show too this is the other thing i think it went on for like three and a half hours well that sounds I like think. the oscars oh <laughs> uh, yeah actually yeah that's another thing in common like it didn't wrap up till about midnight mm-hmm. so you you had gone to bed um and so you know how every once in a while they would just get like a developer to come up to talk to the host and, and Jeff would just ask a couple questions and then mm-hmm. they'd run a trailer or something. Yeah. So they had this guy come up who's making a really cool looking game. It's about a prison break. I think it's called A Way Out. Okay. Um, and they're a small indie team. So it's like, I don't know, a few guys making it. So the lead guy was there. And uh, this project got picked up by EA, Electronic Arts. Cool. Um, Electronic Arts has been in the news a lot recently because of some very poor handling of uh, microtransactions and uh, things called loot boxes, just the way they're charging their customers for a new Star Wars game um, that just came out a couple weeks ago. Um, it's, a, it's a whole other disaster. I don't want to talk about that too much, but the thing is, this guy came up and he was very, very excited. I guess, I don't know if he was just short on sleep or something or just really excited to talk about his game. But he dropped like 30 F-bombs Ooh, nice! in a row. So <laughs> he first started with, I guess I can get some, maybe, yeah, we'll do some bells today. Okay. So he just came in and he's like, oh my goodness, Jeff, this show is great. You know, I have one thing to say. And, he's, and Jeff's like, well, wait, what's he going to say? <laughs> Fuck the Oscars. <laughs> they have nothing on this. Fuck <laughs> the Oscars. Over wow. and over again. And then like again and again. Then he goes to Jeff and he says, oh, can you swear on this show? <laughs> and then Jeff is like, oh, this is the internet. So, uh, and you can see that Jeff is like thinking. He's like, uh-oh, <laughs> I want to appear cool. Yep. But I might just open a can of worms or something. And he's like, well, it's on the internet. So, I mean, I guess not. And then boom, launches into more F-bomb, 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 <laughs> F-bomb, 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 F-bomb. And then it's like wow, what is going on here? And then, uh, like, he seemed so off the rails. And he's like, man, I know we've been hearing a lot of bad things about EA, and let's just be honest, they f***ed <laughs> up. And it's just like, <laughs> wait, you're publishing under these guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you just did that as well on the show? So I was like, wow, this is going to obviously make some headlines um, the next day. Um but then he was like, oh, you know, they make mistakes. People make mistakes. It's good. Everyone forgive them. Anyway, 
can I talk more about my game? He went on for like five minutes and he just, just kept swearing. And then Jeff eventually's like, here it is. And then he plays the clip. Uh, nice. So was there backlash like the next day? Or um, comments? Well, like forums and stuff? You know what? I don't think it was backlash. I think it did what happened. It did what what you probably want to have happen. It brought mm-hmm. attention to the show. Mm-hmm. It made for a real uh, catchy headline, what you missed in the Game Awards. Or, right. Wow, this guy goes on a tirade at the Game Awards last night. People mm-hmm. are clicking. People are clicking these links. They want to see it. They want to see this clip. A uh, similar thing happened a couple years ago when Jeff Keeley openly was like, you know what, I'm going to go off script for a second. And he talked about the whole horrible situation that Hideo Kojima was going through at the time where mm-hmm. he was laid off from his company yep. and the company would not actually say that that's what happened. They just mm-hmm. said, oh, he's on vacation somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. It was such a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all besties now. So, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Nice. That's interesting. So you couldn't do that in the Oscars. Um, oh, definitely I guess, not. I guess you could have uh, a delay. But, um, yeah, I was just watching this, and it, it seemed very much like the Oscars. They had, you know, a symphony playing and stuff, and it had that very professional feel. Awards look great. Host was good. He's even wearing a tux, and it's just like, yeah, it's got that nice pro look. And then suddenly <laughs> this, this European man just goes on a tirade. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Cool. Was good fun. So you enjoyed them? I enjoyed the show a lot. I enjoyed the show uh, immensely, a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I think it's getting better and better every year. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said before, it's bringing some validity to the industry, which I I really support. I think Jeff is doing a good job of that. Nice. And Saturday was something entirely different. That was the PlayStation experience. It actually started on Friday. And that oh. might explain why our stream was less populated this time, because apparently they were streaming Friday night as well, PlayStation. Oh, okay. Um, and they took a very different uh, approach this year. Usually they do like trailers and a conference and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's usually like an hour to an hour and a half and very mm-hmm. tight. Uh, this year they are doing eight, not eight, uh, three days of like eight hour long streams of just uh, interviews with developers and just very long form discussions, mm-hmm. um, which the internet is not liking. No. Not liking. This has been not a hit for them. Yeah. Well, you were having difficulty too because... I couldn't find it. Yeah. You were thinking, well, this is on. I know it's on. I don't know what time it's on. I don't know what's happening. And then, you know, say you want to hear an interview with one particular developer like i think there was 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 there a a schedule schedule posted somewhere but it wasn't immediately apparent on their website nor Mm -hmm. was there a button that just said watch the stream here (laughs) and this is like why am i have to google yeah uh, to like polygon or kotaku and all these other sites to find out how to watch your show yeah that's a little bit complicated Um, that seemed like a real waste Mm -hmm. um and I don't remember them, and maybe I've been behind in the news, but I don't remember ever hearing them officially announce, hey, we're not doing a conference. It's going to be a sit-down talk or whatever. And this is why people got so upset. And some, some commenters were saying, you were warned that it wasn't going to be like that. And it's like, I don't remember ever seeing that. Yeah, getting so, that message. Um, 
after after reading the comments and then watching some of the streams myself, I think I thought it was actually kind of good. I liked the uh, the one on one when it was something I was interested in. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have any problem with that at all, actually. But uh, it's just so time consuming. Like, yeah, uh, like I would just load a stream and then just have it play all day. And then it's like oh, this is something I want to watch. And I sit down and watch it, mm -hmm. and go off and do something else again and then come back to it or whatever. So in that way, I don't know. It could probably be better organized. Um, they were like, I don't know. It, it wasn't It wasn't like previous years. Uh, PlayStation experience was me getting off the couch going, yeah, awesome, cool. And mm -hmm. just so, so into it. Like, yeah, I would just go crazy. It'd be so fun. But no, this year it was uh, very bland. Yeah, it sounds like they could improve on that format in particular. But let's go back to the Game Awards. Why don't we talk about the Game Awards? Do you remember anything sure. from it that you particularly liked? Did you get to see Kojima? I didn't get to, no. I don't remember if the... I saw him up on the TV. I don't know if that was Thursday or Saturday. Your, your days are all mixed together? Yeah. It's... Well, when you don't understand a topic, it all gets blended together. So I remember you at some point saying, hey, that's him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. A very stylish Japanese man. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, oh, there he is. And that's that's about all I remember. I don't know. I was just kind of generally impressed with how they ran it. Yeah, in the Game Awards, he came up with uh, a film director. I'm going to butcher this name because it's like Spanish. Gu Guillermo del oh. Toro? Yeah. Um, those two have become best buddies. Yes, okay, I saw that part. And yeah. Norman Reedus is also in there as a best buddy. He's a guy, uh, as actor from Walking Dead. And then you also have this Jeff Keeley guy who runs the Game Awards, and all four of them are like best friends now. <laughs> but the funny thing about it, and the reason it's such a big deal that they keep coming out on the stage, is that two to three years ago, the whole group of them were working on a project at Konami, a company. And then all of a sudden, that project got canceled, mm -hmm. and they terminated Kojima. So these guys were all like becoming buddies and stuff. And it's like, oh, we're, we're getting excited about this project. And they just dumped this guy and then a the project was finished. And then everyone's like, what happened? I thought this was going to be cool. Then two years, whatever, later. What? Oh, noises. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> two years later, uh, you suddenly see they're all back together and they're doing it independently. And, mm -hmm. and that's when people in the audience get so excited because it's like, oh, we were really happy right. about yeah. the stream and it got crushed and our souls were like sad and then oh wait a second they get to do it anyway cool so that's why that's always exciting nice well yeah they seem to be a hit and they obviously enjoyed working together yeah it's weird because there's such a language barrier i don't even entirely understand <laughs> it like uh -huh. none of them speak very good English, but uh -huh. they all hang out and they're always laughing and smiling. And yeah. there's a translator talking in between mm -hmm. when you ask questions to them. So I don't know. But I am very curious about this uh, this game that they're developing. It looks crazy. I should show you the trailer, but it's like 10 minutes long. When's it coming out? Oh, probably for like three years from now. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's going to take forever. Wow, that's a long project. Yeah. Oh, it looks really involved, but... Uh, 
it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> I guess it could be horror or it's suspense. I don't know, though. It's very intriguing and very strange. Okay. Yeah. Well, Del Toro is the one who directed Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. So already he's got an interesting style to yeah. him and what he does. So I'd be expecting something a little bit different. Yeah. And Kojima is famous for the Metal Gear series of games. Mm-hmm. Um which I used to love a lot. Um, and they have had some very horrible scenes too that are like kind of scary or whatever, but it had to do with war. So, I mean, I thought that was a good treatment because, you know, war is not all fun and games. Uh, nope, definitely not. Um, one other thing about the awards. One thing I did is I made predictions for every category. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, a day or two before the actual show and... I was really impressed. I guessed all of them, right, except for two. Mm-hmm. I see two, no, three, three of them that I missed. Not too bad. Yeah. It was um, it's a really good year for games this year. Um, so I was happy to see all of them, all of these winners across all the platforms. It didn't seem like they were favoring Nintendo or favoring Sony or favoring Xbox. They had everyone uh involved and these are selected based on internet votes from the general population uh, nominations i believe were selected from a panel of like people in the industry so cool. like yep. people who would review games across mm-hmm. multiple websites not just one mm-hmm. um and then yeah they did put it to a vote um online so that's kind of nice so then it is like you know the people who are actually using consuming these games playing them that get to have a a really good say and maybe that's the big difference too and this is where i think it's different from the oscars is like every time every year and whatever oscar movie wins is the movie i least want to see right Mm -hmm. like they have almost a formula it's like you almost only dramas seem to win uh oscars and it's like the more dramatic or melodramatic it is the more likely it's going to win best picture Mm -hmm. and it's just like uh, those aren't movies I want to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, you've mentioned um, this many times before. <laughs> on this podcast? Maybe not on this podcast. Yeah, that's I've why. certainly heard the... Yeah, you've, you've heard me say. So. Mm-hmm. But even like all of the nominations, they're almost like the same movie. It's like, I don't even care who wins. They're mm-hmm. all going to be the same thing. They're different plots or whatever, but it'll hit the same story notes and the same act two or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. I just get bored of it. Mm-hmm. Um at least uh, with the Game Awards, these are all very different uh, styles of games. Like we had Zelda up there, which is a total adventure game. Uh, free free roaming. You can go anywhere. You can climb anything in that game. It's pretty crazy. Like you see a tree, climb it. You see a mountain, climb it. Do whatever you want. Uh, and then Super Mario is up there too, <laughs> where you just run around and stomp on turtles. Mm-hmm. That's a real simple explanation. Uh <laughs> Let's see what else. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I played that earlier this year. That was nominated for Game Year, um, which is a very... Actually, that was a very interesting one. I should probably go back to that. I don't know if I gave it a fair shot because um, that had like a female pro- protagonist, really strong one. It was about uh, kind of a aboriginal type culture. Okay. But it takes place in the future where it's like all of what humans have done have kind of been destroyed. So we're kind of like going back to the beginning again. Mm -hmm. So it was like a post post apocalypse are going for. 
and the world is overrun with robotic monsters. So, yeah, it's fun. Um, then there was a PC game, this Battlegrounds game, which is like just all multiplayer. It's like a hundred versus online multiplayer game. So mm-hmm. it's like that's very different. Um, and then there's another one. I think Persona. Persona 5 was in also for a game of the year. Cool. Yeah. That's a wide variety, man. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. What about Cuphead? That was game of the year or that was other that didn't That didn't get a game of the year nod. That was mm-hmm. under like best independent oh, and okay. uh, art direction. Cuphead is a side-scrolling sort of shoot-em-up style game, but uh, the big draw <coughs> is the design of it. It has a 1920s Mickey Mouse. Like It looks like they ripped it right from Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome hand-drawn animation, just and great music too. It just it sounds like 1920s. It's very cool. Neat. Definitely made you miss some good authentic music at your 1920s themed work Christmas party. Oh yeah, yeah, that happened too. <laughs> that was I think I brought that up on the podcast at one point. So, yeah, we can go into mm. that very briefly. That was a weird That was a weird party. I dressed up for it. Yeah. You uh you helped me. You made s- some spats. Yep. We didn't know what spats were before then, did we? No. Well, yeah, I may have like seen them, but never knew what they were called or what exactly their purpose was. I still don't know what their still purpose don't know. is. No. I think it's just a style thing. Um, but yeah, I made you some spats. You bought uh, some suspenders, wore some suspenders for the f- first bow tie. time and a bow tie and a fedora. Yeah. So you were fitting the part pretty good. Yep. Um, I said... To you famously, I would have won um, the costume competition if they had done a female and male. Because mm-hmm. I think I was the only male who dressed up. Um, I, I, there were other guys who just like put a fedora on. I was like, right. yeah, 1920s. <laughs> this is like, yeah. You um, went the extra step. Yeah, you know, I covered the middle and the bottom. Like the mm-hmm. spats really, really did it. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was my first company party at my new company, so mm-hmm. that was interesting. And yeah, it, it, it just turned out like every other company party I've been to. So it was kind of disappointing to me, I guess. Just back <laughs> into the it, old. Yeah, thought it would be different because you're at a nice different place. Yeah, it turns out all corporations are kind of the same, I guess. So mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, yeah, well, getting into more like Christmas spirit, I was, um, making, I was writing my Christmas cards, um, today, which is always kind of a fun activity because there's lots of people that I send Christmas cards to and they send some back. And that's really the only like communication we have over the course of the year because we live far apart or in different cities and we just have different lives and activities going on. Like this is our chance to kind of catch up and keep in touch. Um, so I enjoy it and, um, we're trying to, you know, we live in a small place. Um, we're trying not to like, you know, overbuy things for people or like stress ourselves out too much with, uh, Christmas gifts. Um, and it kind of hit me the other day where I'm kind of like, well, like, I mean, there's not a lot of like presents, like Christmas used to be all about like, you know, gifts and the surprise and the opening stuff. And now it's kind of like shifted a little bit. And I was thinking like, well, what, what do I want Christmas to mean? And what do I want it to be? Because I obviously do want to shift away 
from this whole like commercialization of it a little bit. Yeah. It's fun to give a few things. Um, I think Christmas cards is definitely something that I will keep up and keep doing, um, just for being able to keep in touch. Um, and you're, you you were even just discussing with, you know, kind of like your, your siblings, Mm-hmm. Um, because we have nieces on that side of the family. Yeah. We just have a lot of things to buy and bring over if we're going to buy for everyone. And we kind of decided maybe the adults wouldn't do that this year. And maybe we just enjoy each other's company and scale it back a bit, which the adults seem to be in favor of. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two sides to it, right? One side, you are buying the gifts for everyone and you're spending a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, even if it's just $50 each sibling, which is, you know, decent amount, suddenly you got the sibling and then their significant other, the other sibling, their significant other, and the other sibling, and then their significant other. So, you just threw in, like, 300 more dollars there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side, which is the side we definitely um, are focused on, is, like, we don't want more stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't give us anything, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're very comfortable in our nice place with room in it, you know? Mm-hmm. We could have more things, but we don't want more things. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. I do agree. I'm glad we mm-hmm. had that talk, and it's been cemented. So, yeah. I'm glad we'd also, like, had that talk with ourselves. Like, I feel like, you know, your parents, like, their parents. They like to give gifts to their children, yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, and I can totally see that. So having them involved in this conversation of we don't want to give gifts around the adults mm-hmm. doesn't always go over well because yeah. they're parents and they would like to give gifts and that's fine. That's where we should have. Um, yeah, that's actually, that's probably why so, it never worked for us. Yeah. We included them in that yeah. conversation. So we when should've. we just kind of had a conversation with ourselves and said, hey, they can do what they would like to do and what brings them joy and we're going to do what we would like to do. I think that has kind of remedied um, the issue. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know how she'll feel about it, but I feel like she won't even notice because oftentimes when we're doing the gift exchange, the kids are kind of going crazy and being noisy and all that stuff. And we just kind of slide gifts to each other in the chaos. And I really don't think it will be missed. I think we'll still really enjoy hanging out together. Yeah. Actually, I, I just noticed I have the list in front of me of mm-hmm. all the gifts I was going to bring. <laughs> so I can now cut this one off mm-hmm. and that one. Yep. I so, think... yeah, I got like three more things to get now. That's like so much easier. <laughs> well, and I think our That's original incredible. plan was going to be, you know, donate to charity. So we can certainly yeah. still do that. Yeah, yeah. We can just, um, you know, cut back on the other things because you used to make like cards and like kind of a whole production and mm-hmm. you can do that for your parents certainly but you don't have to do it for everyone now yeah um i think christmas like you were saying before it used to be about that mystery and opening presents and mm-hmm. how magical that is i think that certainly was yeah the case when i was a kid but mm-hmm. i think it's morphed as i've gotten older you know i look forward to just catching up with the family that Having a snowy day and a warm fire and just, mm-hmm. I don't know, the warmth of family and just socializing, good mm-hmm. food. Really good lots food. Lots of food. Yeah. Um, that's what appeals to me and that's what I'm excited about. So, yeah, the 
I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like the last few years, like there were gift exchanges and things that some of our families do, and we forget them. I don't know if you noticed that. Like it would be like 11 p.m. It was like, oh, yeah, the gift exchange. Oh, oh yeah, we got to go do the gift exchange. And I was like, oh, yeah, that thing. Like, have you noticed sure. that? Like, it's almost like it's not. I don't think it's as important as some tell you it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just kind of wrapping my head around that and uh, kind of uh, adjusting that. And I certainly felt like I really want to watch like all Christmas movies, like from now till Christmas. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, (laughs) yeah, maybe because there's less like shopping and like craziness that way that I'm like, man, I could really go for a good Christmas movie right now. Well, I have a few good Christmas albums too. If you wanted to start playing some music. Sweet. Um, We can do that too. That would be fun. Yeah. Anything else? Mm -hmm. Uh, No, just wanted to share that. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty good, good, good length episode. Nice. Interesting diversity of topics. Yeah, I know. I don't know what we're going to call this one, but (laughs) we'll figure it out. We always come up with something. Yeah. And we'll be back, I'm sure, within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So next time, we should also talk about a show we watched, um, The Good Place. Oh, yeah. Because we watched a whole season of that on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And that was fantastic. So maybe we'll share that topic next time. If people want to check it out, The Good Place is an excellent television show available on netflix Mm -hmm. i recommend it uh you won't know what you're getting into but you'll be transfixed it's a comedy Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. fun Mm -hmm. and great writing from the same writer from the office parks and rec brooklyn brooklyn nine nine yeah yeah so good quality stuff Mm -hmm. all right well i've already plugged field processor yep that's done so Write us an email. Yes. At ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. If you want to share anything about, I don't know, what what do we talk about? Games? Yeah. Games. <laughs> Christmas? Yeah. Holidays? Good, good recommendations for Christmas music or Christmas movies. Mm. Um, and how you're celebrating Christmas. Maybe you have fun traditions. Oh. Should be awesome to hear about. We should do a podcast of like best Christmas movies. Mm. All right, we got some ideas to think about. Cool. Sounds good. Stay tuned until next time. Woo! So? Until next time. Take one more. For the road. Yeah.